Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. You're born in the trees and then you live out the park. But if you've got a little time, then come and spend it with us. Just now you're listening to the rough cut. Hello, 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 and welcome down to the one, the only rough cut golf podcast bringing you the best in audio golf entertainment that you will listen to definitely within the next hour and a bit. I am joined by Kieran and Jacob. Hello. Nick is currently away. On holiday from a country, we have just come back from the beautiful sunlit shores of Portugal. 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 Yes, we came back, when was it, Sunday? Uh, Sunday, yeah. yes. What day are we on now? Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. There's it been feels a, like it was yesterday, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. There's been a bank holiday in the UK. A bank holiday is when everyone skies off work for a single day. <laughs> And now that is why we are a day late for the podcast. So if you have been sitting around your headphones for a day wondering what has been going on, that is why we are a little bit late. I apologize profusely on behalf of our national bank holiday system. Mm. Well, you know. We've got quite a lot in May. Got three in May. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Got another yeah. one. I know. Next, up. Another one next week. And then Thank another one at the end of May. End of May, I think. Yeah. Mm. So there's three of them. I think it's been a definite since I started kind of running a business rather than working for a business. There's been a definite change in my opinion towards Did what, you a bank holiday. Even notice they were a thing before? Um, y- not for like the last kind of ten years, because when you're self-employed, you just it just doesn't drive through. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, especially like when because I was coaching all that time, like bank holidays are the days that other people have off. Yeah. So those so days those, are already... They were perfect up. for you to yeah, get exactly. a full diary. So weekends and bank holidays and stuff like that when other people will be off, perfect. Yeah, well, That's good. Yeah. But you know what? It's fine. I fully understand that people do like a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've heard. Uh, talking about beautiful breaks and places to go, I think we would all recommend very highly Portugal. Yeah. Um we have managed to get, I think, three absolute bangers of videos over there. 
The first one, I, I don't think it's any issue kind of like talking about. No. Yeah. Um, we played at the Dunas course at Comporter, which is a brand new development. Um, it's literally so new that nobody has played there yet mm. except for us. We were the first. 18 holes ever to be played at this golf course. And I think we can all agree it was decent. Really good. Yeah. yeah, nice, really, really nice course. The back nine, especially, like that was probably one of my favorite film. That back nine was one of my favorite like filming experiences we had. I would say, hundred mm. percent ever. Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Like that back nine was just it was pure, mega, wasn't it? yeah, mega. I mean, it was quite. It's quite unusual as well because like the <laughs> we had literally for the first time ever an entire golf course to ourselves. There was literally no one else on there. Yeah, which was nice. Which is obviously unique. Like you never ever get that kind of access you never get that type of experience so to be out there to be able to film pretty much whatever we wanted um was absolutely insane it was incredible very Um, very cool the the course that we played as well it's the same design as Bandon dunes uh what else was that um mammoth dunes yep any other course you know which has dunes Dunes in it it's it's basically the same dave dave mckay kid yeah and he yeah just an absolutely unbelievable golf course so that video will be coming soon, and then we headed down to uh, Quinta de Lago, which yes. I've been to before, but you boys haven't. So. No, not been. No. Um, very, very impressed. Lovely setup. I mean, what more can you say, really? To, well, how many three golf courses there? Three. So we were at Quinta de Lago, south and north, and then we went to Laranjal, yep. which means... Don't know. Orange. Something to do with oranges, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like in a massive orange plantation. So that was lovely. Um, but the south course at Quinta Lago is officially, officially voted the best golf course in Europe. And we played a full 18, tried to see if we could beat par. And I would say that that course found me out a little bit. I'm loving the use of us and we when it comes to uh, we played and we tried to beat. and Which... Yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate it because I'd like to think that we do provide some kind of moral support and on oh. a, on, on a couple of occasions reading of greens. Well, I'm I'm, I'm a, sorry, I'm I'm sorry, Kieran. Jacob likes Jacob's a very I person. You like you like you like saying I. I mean, as in like I like that you've included us, but it's like we tried to break and we didn't hit a golf ball. Uh, we're, we're, we're a team. I, I think you will find you hit a lot of golf balls no, this trip. Uh, not in those well, videos. You, unbelievable. you know what? I sac- I sacrificed oh, here we go. a large amount of content for you guys. Have so, you got some so, violins on there? So here. these boys could go out and play 36 holes of golf, have a really wonderful time. And what do I get for it? Nothing. What, what, what do I get for it? Uh, I, I said, I said, thank I know, you. Three, I, I very much appreciate three it. unbelievable YouTube videos. That's what we get out of it. Yeah, very true. Um, it's for moral support, you know. Or, you well, know, they, they, keep keep morale high. Keep keep spirits up in camp. The reason, I, well, the reason I say we is precisely that. Like, I I could go out and shoot these videos by myself, <laughs> but they wouldn't be very good. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. when, no, when, when we team. go out, yeah, when we go out and film, it's a we. Okay. Yep. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be that guy that says it's all me because it's not. Why would I, Why would I lie about that? <laughs> That's true. Don't li- Don't like saying it's all me. <laughs> don't like referring to myself in the third person. These are the only two things you need to know about me. 
and and Peter Finch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter Finch. Oh dear, but it was a fantastic trip. Those videos will be coming very, very mm-hmm. soon. Also, something which is going to be coming very, very soon is the giveaway because the Rough Cut Golf Podcast yes. on YouTube has hit ten thousand subscribers so thank you all very very much for hitting that subscribe button if you haven't already and you haven't checked us out on youtube you can go over there and do that where you will get the video version of this podcast and it would be fantastic if you did that because within the next few weeks we're going to be doing this giveaway and you're not going to want to miss out but a big thank you to everybody who has followed us on that platform yeah you guys smashed it it's yeah. been absolutely Put out that thing on uh, on twitter and then within like an hour, it was like 10,000 10, subscribers. It was great. Awesome. Yes, yeah, so now it's we're at like 10,600 now or something like that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, actually t- it's actually too many. <laughs> yeah, that's too, yeah, yeah, we do. We like, if, more. We, if we could start giving some back, we could, but unfortunately. Yeah. And now, and now you get the chance to win Kieran's services for a day. It's very exciting. Wee. Yeah, the, the giveaway is probably just Kieran. <laughs> um, do whatever you want with him. <laughs> Maybe we don't need him back. Maybe we could get rid of him for more than a day. <laughs> more than a day? Yeah. Kieran, how long would you be happy to do? I'd do a week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'd do a week. I'll have a giveaway. Wow. Like, you're saying that blind. Like You have no idea who's going to take you on. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can do anything. I can set my mind to. Okay. <laughs> whatever, is, whatever you want. It is one thing about uh, Kieran. He's very, very humble. Yeah. He, the boy can do anything. Anything he sets his mind to. Yeah. Talking about anything that people set their minds to a golf brand has been brought back from the dead now do you guys actually know about adam's golf at all i yeah i I know the name Mm. i know the name um i have definitely held i think i've held an adam's golf club before potentially one that's sort of a very old club that's been handed about in the family but i've never sort of been of age to know fully about them and what they were about slash mm. what they are. I've didn't now. um was it oh was it not Keegan Bradley um what was that guy Hunter Mayhem was he Adams there was someone I I remember being Adams golf uh, Tom Watson uh, Tom Watson for a while Tom. was I mean they they sponsored quite a few people um, Hunter Mayhem was ping yeah before his untimely demise oh, no, there's for no apparent Mayhem. reason there's a there is there's another one. That I can't remember, but it is it is there. I mean, I can't remember. They sponsored like back in the day. It was Tom Watson. There was a lot of senior players as well yeah. because their their whole thing was about really really elite hybrid clubs um, and the tight lie series of of clubs. It was oh, yeah, honestly lies, yeah. honestly they were really good. Their fairway woods were amazing. Their hybrids were amazing. That's mostly what people used, and then. Things just started to like about ten years ago, just like go wrong. Yeah, like they weren't producing the same level of clubs. They got bought out by TaylorMade, oh. and then I think what TaylorMade did, and you see this quite a bit really within the golf industry, is a bigger company will buy a smaller company, yeah, absorb it into the greater entity. They're greater, or good, and yeah. then They're like cherry pick all the technology that they like out of those clubs yeah. and just make it into the ultimate bigger brand. Mm. What's uh, what's another example of that? Oh, if you think about, see this again, going back like Top Flight, for example. Right. Like that was absorbed. Um, pretty sure into Callaway, pretty sure. Okay. Um, but that was absorbed. If you think about things like 
uh, Cobra Golf, slightly different example, that was absorbed into um, Puma. If you think about when Adidas bought TaylorMade and then there was that split in that separation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And also within the Adams line, this is a, this is like a train. So Adams, I'm pretty sure it worked in this order. So Adams Golf acquired Yes Golf, the putter brand. And then when TaylorMade bought Adams, they also acquired yes the all the time. Yes right. stuff. So the Adams Golf clubs, which are coming out now, it's just been literally just announced. And they are coming in at a, an interesting price point. So you're looking at the driver being at $299, which is undercutting a lot of the competition, including TaylorMade's flagship models, yeah. um, by a good $300. And they're doing package sets. The clubs look good. We're going to try and get some through to test. But also, within the range, they're not called Yes Putters. They're called Adams Putters. The yeah, But the Yes Putters are back with the C grooves. All oh, right, so they are the same thing. Well, they're just branding it as Adams Golf. Yeah, so it's not a Yes Golf putter anymore. It's an Adams putter, but that same tech that was in the Yes putters, which were, for many years, like one of the yeah. best-selling putters yeah. out there. Everybody they were had beautiful. Them. They were beautiful putters. They, so were, fan- they were fantastic. With yeah. of Yes went to TaylorMade, and you say that they kind of like bought the, I suppose, the trademark or the copyright of the design or yeah. whatever. So there, there's obviously no issues with them doing this. No, no. So let's say, you know, an, an example, a, a golf club that has something unique about it, something which is patented, which is trademarked. So let's say Callaway with its jailbreak tech yeah, yeah, in its club face that attaches the bottom of the club to the top of the club. Now, there's many different ways of doing that. But let's say, I don't know, Slazinger acquired <laughs> Callaway. Yeah. Like they might not name... Um, their Slazinger driver jailbreak, but they could take that technology and put it in their driver. It's more than right. name rather than... Yeah. So they're taking the technology from a tailor-made driver and putting it into an Adams. Yeah, so it's a little bit of reverse engineering. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the Adams driver, um, you can tell, <laughs> you can kind of tell what they've done. So in the front of tailor-made drivers, there's something called a speed pocket. Mm. In the front of the Adams drivers, there's something called a velocity slot. Mm. Which I'm pretty sure they just went on theosaurus.com. Yeah. <laughs> said, what's another name for speed? Velocity. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what's, <laughs> what's another name for a pocket, a yeah. slot? Right, okay, so we'll call it a velocity yeah. slot. But, and, th- and there are a few like little other similarities with a tailor-made driver. Mm. That's interesting. Is there, I mean, because say my, my background knowledge of sort of old club manufacturers isn't brilliant, I must say, but is there any, when you were playing, is there one that you'd like like to see come back again? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes, Butters. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, with an exclamation mark. <laughs> um, was there like a brand at the time when you were coming up was like really cool or like one that everyone wanted and now is just... Well, they've tried to make a few comebacks um, recently, but Ben Hogan irons yeah. were like a that was the... an iron you wanted. Yeah. Um, same with McGregor irons. Yeah, like McGregor irons, the V foil stuff from. Haven't they bought some new ones out recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but again, it's a it's a, a cheaper price point. Like with with Adams and with um, McGregor, especially, they went into a marketplace of selling like package sets, mm. with, and they got really really cheap, and it devalued their overall quality. And yeah, Ben Hogan, um, McGregor irons, 
Thief. Oh, yeah, oh, they were so good. Things like Maxfly. You remember Maxfly? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, like they were massive at one point. Again, they were bought out. Can't remember who by, but it because with this as well. Let's say a small manufacturer has something unique, um, and the manufacturing distribution say of Maxfly with its golf balls. Yep. If a company, let's say wants to get into the golf ball manufacturing process, they could buy a smaller ball company. Because mm. we said this for a lot, let's say Ping. Ping tried to produce a golf ball and couldn't do it because of the expense that they were outputting to create all the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. It yep. would have been cheaper for Ping to, say, buy <laughs> a smaller golf company, which was already making balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah which is entirely possible. Let's say Ping bought out... You know, Volvic. Yeah, <laughs> or like a Snell, or um, like a Seedball, or I mean, Vice are obviously quite a big company now, um, but like a Vice, you know, it happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. And behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean, those brands coming back would be amazing. Cool. I mean, Ni Nike. Nike, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, you kind of forget. Could you imagine? You kind of that forget. The first that set of vines they released, oh. that they would be very They'd talented, sell out they? instantly. They would. They would. I mean, I, you, you get the feeling now that. If Nike brought back golf clubs, they would potentially be more popular now than they were. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's definitely a bit of a, a bias towards the good old days. You know, yeah. they, they were great clubs. You know, oh, oh they're so sad they're gone. So if they were brought back, not yeah. and not so much the drivers. I don't think they ever quite nailed that. But like the irons were great. Yeah, wedges yeah. were great. Can you yeah. imagine if some Nike irons were sent in here? I think we'd have to have like a four-man scrap. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Fight We'd to each the take an iron each. Yeah. We'd have a four iron, you'd have a five. And <laughs> Nick had a six and David had a... You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it might just be like a, a thing where it's the scarcity of them now. Yeah. You know, there's not that many around. No. Um, so potentially that's why um, we get so excited when we see a Nike iron. But, you know, if they brought it back, I think they'd do all right. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think they'd be I love, okay. I love... I love... I mean, I'm wearing Nike at the moment, but I love Nike. I remember when we went to the warehouse, the first place I went was to the Nike Nike stuff. Like, went to the um, uh, to the drivers, like, with the... What was it? The covert. Stuff like that. I, I really liked that. I don't know about you guys. I I quite liked it. Yeah, it, it was okay. It didn't really yeah. work, but I liked the idea of it. Like yeah. the like the difference of it. It was, it was okay. Well, I think, like... One of my first trips away to uh, like a manufacturer to see kind of a new product was the last release of the Nike drivers. Oh, right. really? What you went to the Nike like manufacturer? It, it was up in Archerfield. Oh, okay. Where's that? Oh, um, in Scotland. Scotland, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they basically um, they booked so. out a so on the Archerfield estate they got the Archerfield house, mm -hmm. which is like a big mansion house, and Nike booked the entire place out. Uh, so each room had a like a journalist in, and it was me and Rick who went. Yeah. Um, and it was it, it was a pretty heavy few days. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> what, it, drinking wise or what? yeah, well in in every room. So I, I'm I'm not even joking it. In every room they had a help yourself bar. Really. So I, I I went into this massive like room, this suite that was incredible, and then like one entire corner was taken over by a bar. <laughs> And I was like, this is for free? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, you know, young and pretty precious. I was like, well, they, I need to take advantage of this. Yeah, obviously, obviously yeah. yeah. But if you ever put, and you're ever in a situation where you get 12 to 15 journalists in one house with free booze, <laughs> it's going to get a bit messy. Yeah. You know, I, I remember pretty specifically, 
outside the front of that house, there's like a, not like a roundabout, but like a turning circle. Yeah, and yeah, in yeah. the middle of that, there's like this big sculpture um, of a deer on there. And okay. I'm pretty sure me and Rick took turns riding that about <laughs> two, two o'clock in the morning. There's like a massive piano in the foyer. You were all playing that. None oh, of us could no. play. And like halfway through the first night, there's like a massive um, leak at the back of the house. Right. Like water, like just absolutely smashing through one of the ceilings. So you had about, yeah, like 15 journalists all like searching for buckets. <laughs> like just laughing their heads off, trying to like stop this leak, which was coming from upstairs. Someone had left the tap on. And it was like, oh my God. But it was uh, one of the rooms that we weren't using. Oh, right. So we had to get like people out and like to pick. Oh, it was chaos. Oh, God. And then we played North Berwick. Have you um, been back to that house? Nope, surprisingly oh, not. Funny that. Um, but <laughs> you can. I'm pretty sure you can book it out. So oh, okay. let's say if we wanted to do a trip, Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. So if we got like 20 people there, and it doesn't work out mentally crazy, like it'd be, it'd be a few hundred quid each. Okay. Uh, but the more people you get in there, obviously the yeah, the yeah, cheaper yeah. it is. We've got, yeah. got 10,000 people watching this. Yes, so, you know, true. We'll, if we all Christmas, get together, and Christmas up at Archfield. Yeah. <laughs> Not played. Um, we've not played Archfield. I mean, well, obviously you have probably, but like I've seen a lot of people go into Archfield. Is it a good course? Yeah, Aren't it's we, nice. Yeah. Are we going there this year? Um, yes, I think we're there when the Scottish yeah, Open. Scottish Open, on. yeah. Yeah, so going over there, do some stuff with the FootJoy players. Mm. Um, but that was yeah, that was a Nike facility at that point, and I kind of got the sense that it was going to be Nike golf clubs were near in the end when. Their big selling point of the driver, the new one, was the fact that they changed color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they changed color to be more in line with the other releases within Nike. So, like their football boots and yeah, you know, that like kind the of blue stuff. and yellow, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at that time, I was like, <laughs> mm, "This is, yeah. yeah, this this isn't great." But yeah, I mean, the, the, what were they producing? I, I quite like. I quite like the balls as well when yeah, they came out. It's, it's just something for me about the tick. Like, I just love the tick. I don't just know what it is. Maybe it's maybe I got an you know associated with like Tiger Woods or like Ronaldo or something like that. But I don't know. I just I love Nike so much. So mm. yeah, I don't, I don't really have much. I, I I don't have a real affinity with them. Yeah. Um Like outside of golf. So yeah, I've always had a when you were a young sprightly young footballer scoring many goals up front in Preston, what kind of football boots would you get drawn to? Um, whatever the cheapest was. Like, um, some Sondicos. I think Deodora. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I had a nice pair of Deodoras. Nice. Yeah, I remember that. And a nice, I think, Umbro. I think I had a really good set of Umbro ones. But yeah, whatever was cheapest. Where Kieran was had, like, the brightest coloured possible Nike nah, boots. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't think I actually had a pair of Nikes until, like, 16. Um, before it was, I was actually Adidas. I had some, I had some red Adidas like shoes that I had for like literally about six years yeah. of playing football. And I remember like it just got scuffed up I and always, everything like that. I always, um, I always really, really wanted the World Cups, the Adidas World Cups. Yeah, but they they were like they were just like, mega like they expensive. Were mega expensive, but also I remember they only had them, or when I, I think it was a case where they only had like the plastic molds in them but like the circular studs not yeah, the yeah, cleats yeah. and when we were playing my mum and dad were always like you have to buy it you c- we'll buy you which boot you want but you have to have it so it's changeable so you can put your rugby studs in and your football studs in because they wouldn't w- they wouldn't buy two of yeah, one, yeah, one yeah. of each and one of the other so I was never allowed to have them because they were like molded into the boot 
Yeah. There you go. There you go. That, took, you a side, that took a sideways turn, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, just, no, I'm just veered through about six different sports in two seconds. Though. But no, I, I had a look at um, the. I, I saw you post the um, on Twitter the the like the, the Adams advert that they put out. Yeah, it was weird, and it was a bit weird, wasn't it? What is the, What do you reckon their like target market is? It's I mean, looking at the website, looking at the pricing, they're going for new golfers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. They're going for new golfers who have a little bit of money to spend, but not enough money to spend to get like a your full Cal- new yeah. set of your tailor-made, your Callaway, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also probably your more casual golfer. I mean, it's, yeah, the advert was weird. Yeah, it was um, It was a bit odd, wasn't it? Yeah, and you can still buy like package sets off the Adams website. Right. So you can get like a really cool kind of weekend bag right. with about six or seven clubs in there. I mean, listen, if it works great, I am excited to get it through and test it. I am excited to get the yes, not yes, put us through yeah. um, to test as well. It's, it is interesting because it's got like a, we've reached that point in the year now where all the brands have released everything. Yeah. Um, mm. I think Titleist usually have a bit of stuff at the back end of the year, but you know, I think we've seen enough of all the brands and what they've brought out to give a bit of a, a, bit of a ranking, I think, as far as like the clubs that are the best, what's been great, what, we haven't quite liked. I think that's probably a right time of year to do that. I mean, what have you guys found this year? What have you seen that you've liked the best? Out of the new releases? Mm. Yeah, it's got to be new release. Yeah, new release. Oh, interesting. I mean, I really enjoy the the Callaway, um, like what they did at the back with the meshing and stuff like that. Look, that looks On like a paradigm. bowling ball, yeah. But it could be... The it, forged carbon. Yeah, the forged carbon. Mm. But it could have been so much better, but I love the idea of it. I love the look of it. Um, I remember when we saw the, the Masters, not Masters edition, limited edition driver, which looked pretty cool as well. But um, yeah, I'd probably say Callaway, just in terms of a brand, has smashed it this year. Yeah. Um, from the club perspective, and then also like with the signings of Good Good, Bob the Sports, all those sort of stuff. Like, you know, they've... They pretty much um, nailed it, I think, this year. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of at a point now, aren't we, where the the new things that are coming out, doesn't it doesn't affect, it doesn't change too much to now what's already been out before. You know, if you think of, like, TaylorMade Stealth, it's the Stealth 2. They've made a better product in terms of how you felt it It felt, it's, it's, it's distance, it's forgiveness. But in terms of, you know, they, they didn't have... Uh, an additional selling point on top of it you know they had the carbon face from before mm. yeah. so there wasn't really anything to go with that Callaway obviously the, with the paradigm they've produced a really really good driver but the Rogue from last year is still a great driver as well yeah it's there's there's nothing at the minute or at least from this year's releases that's that kind of real grab you in kind of taking you in oh that's new that's different what's gonna is that gonna change the way that clubs are made for the next five years mm. which like the stealth was last year mm. so it's I, I agree with kieran i think the paradigm i i've really enjoyed that I've, I've got that in the bag at the minute and i really like that the tailor-made irons always look amazing i think you found that one of the videos we've got coming out soon kieran and pete had a match which is uh hopefully going to be enjoyable for you guys to watch it was certainly enjoyable for me to film and uh, you use some tailor-made irons in Did, there. Yeah, 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 they look good. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's interesting. The ones that things that <laughs> I I've done a complete U-turn on after this trip in Portugal is tailor-made have brought out so many different variations of the spider putter 
in the last like year and a half, two years, away from the original kind of classic spider design. Yeah. And they've not looked like spiders. Like they're not spiders at all. No, it I think what they've done is they had a winning design and um kind of very recognizable putter in the spider. So what they've done is they've taken the spider and turned that into a sub brand yeah. almost yeah. rather than sti- rather than a design it has now become yeah. a brand which i'm not entirely sure about to no, be no, honest no. um but i know what you mean well i think it's yeah. like spider gt or something like that but anyway the 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 rental set that i used whilst i was out in portugal had one of these newer modeled spiders and i really enjoyed it yeah it was uh, you did pull well with it <laughs> so, you? You pull so well. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm quite i'm quite keen to uh you, to have a look you can't talk about putting well i was about to say yeah. that's disgraceful yeah, i know the, yeah that pxg i mean wow I, I think if we go i mean if if we go from driver first so i mean we've been doing a build my bag series so that is getting the best clubs for my game in my bag and then doing reviews alongside it so mm. There might be a bit of a crossover here, but I think, generally speaking, I think probably, yeah, Callaway with the, the Paradigm drivers. Yeah. Although, you vibe with the, the TaylorMade. I think that's one thing that we didn't mention about the Portugal trip was that you drove the ball incredibly. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, uh, probably the best I've ever seen, ever seen you hit. Yeah, there was, it so, was good. It was good. I think it's more, again, just getting used to it a little yeah, bit. So yeah. there was never an issue with me around Cell 2 plus about the distance. Yeah. It was more about the forgiveness on off-center hits, which is better than the original stealth, but yeah. still not not, not great. Um, but I have to say that I think Paradigm, as far as a complete driver, yeah, it, mm. it, it's there. It, it's new enough to be exciting and performs well enough compared to the previous models to yep. be... Worth looking at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Ping was... Ping's weird. Ping was probably the most exciting driver release in the respects that they've not brought one out in almost two years. And then also maybe slightly underwhelming in the fact that really nothing changed. Yeah. Like they they introduced Carbon onto the LST version for the first time. but And performance-wise for me, that was a bit better. Mm. But yeah, you, you know what you're getting from Ping. I was just hoping that Bring us something a little bit more, yeah, something yeah, a little no, bit no, different. You, yeah, completely nailed that and had that one. Yeah, yeah, but it's still great. You know, that's the thing about ping drivers; they're always going to be good. Literally the best. Um, yeah. I don't know if they've felt a little bit of weight on the shoulders of like they've released such a good driver the four, the four two five, and it's like if we mess this up, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, and how long yeah. how long people have waited for oh. this driver as well? Like hundred percent, yeah. I maybe mean, they just found something that was like, oh, it's close enough. They'll do. <laughs> it's a little bit of a case of like, if it's not broke, you know, yeah. you don't have yeah. to fix it. Yeah. So there's no need to. I think for me, again, I, I, I kind of go back to it a lot, and this is something which is genuinely, genuinely confusing for me. I didn't get on with the Cobra driver at all. Mm. Like the new Aerojet, yeah. I, I just it just wasn't. I, I just didn't, didn't get it. it. Where, but, whereas everyone else, whereas was. everyone else was loving yeah. it, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I need to go back and, and do that. Probably the the max version of that was the most sense for me because it had that extra bit of forgiveness. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah. I thought it was very good looking as well. I loved the um, the color, the, like the color scheme of it. Yeah, very very nice. But the, I, I was the same. I thought I, I, th- I thought it looked pretty good, and yeah. that was the one thing that other people didn't like. I'd, yeah. I'm just so well, so confused. So you're just mixed, you, aren't you? You're just you. So mixed. No, I mean, it's not your own person. Like you're obviously, the, obviously, what we want to do, we want to like 
we don't want to just blend in and just be yeah. like other versions of, sheep. of other people. Yeah. Do you, nah. do but at the um, same time, it was so, d- my my feeling, it was so different than everyone else. It kind of confused <laughs> me. It's like, am I yeah, right? Is, is, yeah. is this me? Yeah. It's yeah. me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. do you, one question I do have with in, in terms of drivers is that like, obviously in recent, like, I don't know how many years it's been, but um, brands have been releasing a new driver, especially like TaylorMade, Callaway, Cobra release a driver every single year. Yeah. Do you think that that is going to be sustainable? And do you think that they'll, yeah, they'll keep going with that? It, it, it is, as, it's sustainable as long as people buy. Mm. Yeah. It mm. is as simple as that. Like you know, these are companies that are based on profit. And yeah, that's true, if they're yeah. bringing out a driver every year that is working, then they'll continue to do that. I think as far as probably what you're alluding to here is performance. Like, is there an increase in performance year on year? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, and like the you know in the research and development, like I don't know if they're if this year's well next year's TaylorMade driver is already kind of done. You know what I mean? And now they're already working they're already on the working next ones. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they, they work like decades and uh, decades, like a decade in advance. Yeah, that's wild. So they've got a room which is definitely a bit for show, but they've got like a massive vault door um, in HQ in California which nobody's allowed in apart from the research team because in the vault, that's where they're making their products, you know, years in advance. Yeah. And that's what they were saying about the carbon face, you know. They were, they were in development that for years and years that's, and years. Yeah, that's wild. That's so, um, it's just so crazy because I, I just think like, and obviously for us it's great because we have the new content and like, you know, mm. it, the the club reviews do very well um, for us. Like we, we do a very good, thorough review of it. But just how like... Um, how easy that's going to be every every year. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just going to be the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, what we see is there's definite talking points with each driver that comes out. And the marketing teams at each of these companies now is, I would say, an integral part of that design definitely. as well. Which is why the paradigm done so well, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, the the way that Callaway launched it, like with the signings, like you say, with Good Good yeah. and like Bob Does Sport, I yeah. mean, it's... They're definitely kind of changing the way that they target uh, the people who buy their drivers, and I think they're doing a really good job of it. Um, but I think what you tend to see is movements over like a number of years rather than year on year. So, like going back to let's say ten years ago, cutoff point where SLDR drive from TaylorMade. So all of a sudden, every every kind of brand at that point was going for the biggest head possible, 460cc, to try and make it forgiving, to try and get it up in the air. What TaylorMade did with the SLDR is they shoved like the center of gravity as far forward as possible, so it lowered the spin. So it lowered the spin, they increased the loft, so it flew a long way without spin. They added distance to that driver, no doubt about it. The problem was it was so unforgiving that like the vast majority of people just couldn't figure it out. Couldn't hit it. Yeah. yeah. So what you then saw was every other brand figure out how to get weight and move forward to try and lower spin. That is why now you see driver companies release multiple products with like a low spin version, a normal version, a forgiving version. Yeah. So that started there. Then you started to see a lot more companies think, right, okay, we can move the weight forward, we can lower spin. What else can we do to get speed and distance? That's where you started to hear a lot more of a narrative about making the driver more streamlined, more aerodynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's limits to how fast the ball can come off the face. There are no limits to how fast that club can move. 
So that's where they started to develop that kind of thing. Now, in the last few years, what you're seeing a lot more of is a forgiveness and ball speed across the face. Mm. And that's the main kind of... It's, it's, it's a harder talking point, but every single manufacturer is trying to get the ball to go faster on off-center hits, not center hits. Yeah. So those are the trends you tend to see, and that's like over the last... Ten, that's over the last 10 years yeah. where that's happened yeah so so what's the I think that's probably my next question is that like right so you've done all that you've gone through uh, about shifting the weights and all that now what's the next stage what what more can we do now that's the mm. that's the bit that I'm a bit like I suppose what the, else can you do I suppose the, the big player in this all will be is, is the ball if they start bringing back with the ball changes and that actually does get implemented, then there's going to be potentially different ways of looking at the face and how this new ball can be react differently off yeah. the face and how, yeah. how they can get more ball speed with this particular ball or, you know, the, the, the way they, the way they go about tackling that, I suppose, because as much as they, as a company are now going to have to each individual going to have to look at how they create their balls, if they've got to make something that matches everything, or at least for the, the, the higher end guys. But if they need to, to react and make a tailor-made driver for the top dogs that does a better job with ball speed because this new ball is really hard to hit for yeah. then maybe yeah. that's the way they'll look at it. I mean I mean don't don't be under any any illusions like even though the driver tech is changing and moving on the biggest change in the last couple of decades is the ball. Yeah. Like it the drivers today will not hit the ball anywhere near as far if the ball hadn't developed at the same pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the ball's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, getting the, the combination correct and getting that extra distance long yeah. spin, all the rest of it. There's no doubt there. Um, you don't really, like... You don't really see the ball pushed, though, do you? Which I suppose is just golf in itself, is that you can't play it, without a ball, so you don't need to... It, it's hard to make it exciting. Yeah. Mm. That's the thing. So, you know, a driver, you can have so many features... And you can talk about you know these these fancy new things that are going to enable you to hit the ball further. Yeah. There's only so much excitement you can pack in to layers yeah. on a golf ball. Yeah. Oh, we've got a new, we've got a new cover. Yeah, <laughs> look at our dimple pattern. Yeah, the Ooh. core is red. And, and also, like the the ball industry is is a bit more dominated. I say in terms of like obviously with Titleist Pro V1, just basically the Titleist ball, like. You know, they're sort of like the staple. Mm. They're the the main one. Obviously, like the Taylor May balls and uh, the Bridgestone balls, for example, are great. But when you think of golf balls, like I'm instantly go to a Pro V1, Pro V1 X, yeah. like a you know what I mean. Like they're the that's the, the pinnacle. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, let's uh, move on to golf balls now from driver. Um, I think with golf balls, Titleist, especially in the premium ball market, like Titleist for many many years, it's like. Yeah, I've, I've had the Pro V, like smashed it. Pro V One, Pro V One X. They've added the AVX as well. Mm. You know, they are still seen by many to be the top ball in the premium market uh, and other markets. So your high handicap golfers, yeah, like they are still very, very strong. Yeah, yeah, but they are being chipped away at because what manufacturers probably won't tell you as well, margin and the biggest profit margins in equipment are in balls. Like once you get the facility set up to produce balls on a large scale, mm. that is by far, by far the most profitable part of pretty much any golf company. Yeah. So that that's it's why that, yeah. that's why Titleist like that's why you see them like go to court so many times. That's why you try and see them sue for patent infringement so many times because 
that is their money maker. Yeah, like they don't make they don't make money off selling the TS series, not really. Yeah, like not compared to their ball profits. So that's why you see every other company try and get a slice of the pie. Yeah, you know, there's there's no there's no secret why every single top manufacturer now has a premium ball, pretty much pitch at the same price, and it has to be said, performing at the same level. Like mm. th- there's not a massive gap. Like between Pro V1 and your TP5, your Chrome Soft X, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um. So that's why. I mean, I mean, for me, I think, I think Callaway, Callaway have done a good job at. Do you remember a few years ago they were getting slated for having the off center cores? Talked yeah. about that. Off, off um, center cores. Yeah. So when I think it was my golf spy, I think was doing most of it. So they started to cut loads of different golf balls open. Yeah. And they found that the cores of the Callaway Chrome Soft Chrome Soft X. We're off center a lot. What the a manufacturing yeah, issue? So, or? Yeah, so like a manufacturer, they just weren't being centered properly. Right, right, right. Um, so Callaway went away and they've invested a hell of a lot of money in actually making sure their cores are like the most consistent. Yeah. Um, and we got took through this at the start of the year. They're obviously trying to make sure that everyone knows what <laughs> they've changed. But they've also ramped the price up. Like the mm. Chrome Soft X used yeah. to be the cheaper premium ball. It's now pitched at the same price yeah, as the, like um, sixty quid or something, isn't it? It's, it's now like pitched at the same price as Pro V, which is a shame. But you know, it's it, it is what it is. You know, they've, they've passed that product um, improvement along, yeah. I suppose. Um, I think ball wise, it's it's pretty static. Like, like I said, every single top manufacturer, each one of their balls is great. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's, there's nothing bad. The only one I've not really tested out much is the new Mizunos, so I need to get onto that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think balls is pretty static. Any top premium ball you buy is going to be good, um, and pretty much any like for lower your, ball as well. for your Sunday golfer as well. Like you know, even for me, like I'll play with a ball that I find in the trees if it looks yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> there's no honestly like golf ball wise. There's there's no crap balls anymore. Yeah. Like if if, if like you might even like the the lower the lesser brands so to speak um, that do get good reviews but you might not know about your vices your Snell you know even some yeah, vices are great yeah even some like Kirkland signature balls <laughs> we we all know that they're good in there yeah so yeah, yeah you're in, like you're in safe hands the only thing you don't get just don't get um, refinished or refurbished balls like we all know yeah, yeah, that yeah. they are yep. they are guff so don't get yeah. them. Um, Fairway Woods, Fairway Woods. It's probably the one area in club manufacturing, club development that just hasn't moved. Just what, like what, what has been new in the last I think, five, yeah, ten years? I think like I still have a, a G25, which is a um, ping shot. Ha- yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> how how many years ago is that? Like twelve years? Yeah, it's quite a lot. And I still get good distance out of it. Oh, I mean. Manufacturing, we talk about like things that have moved on, like fairway woods. Yeah, really, like yeah, yeah. you can use one for ten years ago. It's yeah, still absolutely the one, fine. The one thing I will say is that the stealth, um, I find the stealth very powerful. It's, it's strong, yeah, very very strong. It the the difference is with um, kind of weight distribution and what manufacturers have done a little bit is like they've started to make their fairway woods stronger, so they've tried to make them more powerful. Um, so again, they can sell that as a distance game. Yeah, you know. But like I said, honestly, over the last ten years, there's not been that much. Of a yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still very much on lines of like ping still make the easiest to hit. Mm, mm. They're great. Like, but yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. You nailed it. Had the like the powerful, like the strong. Because um, I'd say that my uh, my free wood is a lot 
different and harder uh, and easier to hit than the stealth. But the stealth goes only about 15 yards more. Mm. But it's just like, yeah, it's just better. Um, it it's is just better. better. Yeah, it's just better. Yeah, uh, the the, the uh, TS3 as well. Uh, the um, yeah, yeah. You buy, let's not, that give, was let's not give too much away. These that was uh, lovely. That uh, these videos. Let's yeah. not give uh, too much away. <laughs> um, I think iron wise, iron now. I will exclude a little bit myself because the irons that I've got coming through for my bag are, you know, the most beautiful thing ever <laughs> yeah, created yeah. in the world. But for a general consumer. I think the TaylorMade series is it's so up, it's up there, isn't it? It's just so good looking yeah. this year. Mm. Honestly, like mm. we had a so what we tend to find is that all brands have like a, a bladed club and you know a canty back and all the rest of it. But each one of the TaylorMade series this year, so you got the MB, um, which is the blade, all the way through. Maybe not the, the stealth is like the hybrid yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of type club. Mm. Yeah, but we'll kind of throw some um, images up here of the lineup. They've managed to make them quite similar uh, looking from like your lower handicap club to your higher handicap club, and they just look so good. Mm. They just look so good. Yeah, like it's beautiful, so nice. Mm. The irons as well is the is the part of the bag that I think you can, as an individual, try and be a bit flashy. Like if you want to show off, because mm. unless you have head covers on, I mean, you know, if you want to have iron covers, might you know. be a thing. Maybe, um, <laughs> you know, they're the things that sit in the bag that people can see and your irons can be the, you know, that's the one thing that you can show off. And everyone has a personal preference, I suppose. I think like, Kieran, you really enjoy the ZX7s at the minute or you've always kind of had an affinity to yeah. tricks and irons. I can't say they're my favorite to look at, which mm. which obviously just is just, you know, pure opinion based. Um, I've always I've always kind of had some tailor-made irons in the bag, which I suppose... Provide some sort of bias that I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna appreciate them a little bit more. But those, yeah, those new irons are beautiful, mm. absolutely beautiful. And I think as well now, like with you going into your new irons coming soon, the Itaboris, there's there's a more bit more scope as well for like niche. Yeah, yeah. You can go a little bit more different with, and you can still get a good product. Yeah, I think it's maybe maybe it's just something you know, the way that the way that the golf industry is going. So these niche brands, they're just becoming more they're becoming more common knowledge. I mean that it's just the availability is opening up so much more, obviously via that, you know, the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That big crazy thing. <laughs> like you can you can sell your products from anywhere. I mean yeah. if you think about what we've seen with uh, Haywood, yeah. um, Tacoma, Tacoma yeah. as well. I was um, say. Sub yeah, seventy, sub seventy. Um, these types of brands that are direct to consumer, mm. making really good stuff, and making it so much cheaper. Yeah, yeah. You know that that is that is something which I would kind of point out is that when we talk about the main brands, you know, they often are like still some of the most exciting clubs, but the availability out there. Um, I mean, we've got our irons coming through. Admittedly, these are very expensive irons. Yeah. You know, they're hand, they're hand forged, they're hand finished, all the rest of it. Very like specific. So well, so right? specific. Yeah. Um, and they cost a lot. But even that, you know, we're talking about Dragon Golf, uh, which is a UK company, has now links into forging houses in Japan. So mm. clubs that you would only really get if you were based in Japan, are now available yep. worldwide through these the kind of distributors. <laughs> exactly, the world is opening up. Um, so, you know, you can get really, really niche and really into it. I think 
I definitely think kind of like Haywood, Tacoma, Sub-70, those brands deserve a shout-out for the work they're doing. Yeah, um, I think TaylorMade irons, like I said, as a series are great. I think the P, uh, the Ping G430 irons, it, again, I don't know if this... They have been very... Re, they've been received in a very underwhelming manner. Like, people don't really seem to think much of them. I think they're great. Like, for a forgiving iron, which is consistent, and just is going to last you a lifetime. Yeah, I think they're great. They're really good. I've not done a proper review on them yet, but I might. Yeah, I might do another one. What's your title be? I think yeah. everyone's wrong. <laughs> yeah, these are correct. No, I think that that um, we talked about earlier about sort of like the the advertisement of stuff and how like how good uh, TaylorMade and Callaway were. I'd say that Ping's um, sort of promotion towards the G430 range was not very good. Wasn't really there. Was it wasn't it? there. Like it, you know, they didn't stand out. It, there was nothing. It was. You know what I mean? And I say that that in this day and age is now a massive, massive part of it. I mean, the, I think Ping are just a bit safe. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. safe in what they do. Yeah. Um, you see, TaylorMade and Callaway, obviously making great products, but like I said, the way that they're going after uh, different markets now. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking about Callaway on a very strategic level. Getting rid of tour pros, which is something that we see kind of developing over again the last kind of five years or so. Getting rid of tour pros, using that money, and starting to buy up things like Good Good, yep. not not buy up, but you know what I mean, sponsor. Yeah. Um, kind of get them on board. Um, they've got Bob to Sport. Reaction to that, you got Taylor Made. They've got all the bar still lot. Yeah. Um, they signed Micah up uh, Grant Micah. You know, you you're starting to see this now where they understand that the eyeballs aren't really specifically on mm. all the tour events anymore. But um, Ping don't do that. No, Ping don't. You know what I mean? So like, slight, yeah. slight detour. We can come back. But you just obviously there, you're talking about Callaway and TaylorMade making uh, content creator signings. Every single person you name there is American. Yeah. There's, do you think there's something in that? or No, no, I think it's, it's, it's just eyeballs. So if you think about who are the hottest up-and-coming creators right now, obviously Good Good. Yep. They've been smashing it for like, well, last two and a bit years, but it's the last year where they've really exploded. Uh, Bob the Sport, relatively new, but, you know, getting yeah. fantastic numbers. Yeah. Um, I think with, with American-based YouTubers, social media influencers, like, when we started, so kind of when I started making videos, I couldn't figure out why there weren't more American-based golf influencers. You know, I was stood there shivering my ass off in four degrees on a <laughs> Monday morning in Manchester, <laughs> like filming videos with the motorway rumbling behind me, thinking, <laughs> why isn't there someone in California making videos yeah, like this? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I couldn't figure it out. Um, but now what you've seen is that golf seen on YouTube you obviously got Rick who's still the biggest channel but like it's, it's shifted a little bit yeah I know mm. I, I, yeah. I, I, I certainly agree to that to a certain extent obviously they are you know they you you go where the the it's the hottest at the moment and obviously those those guys are there but like in you know with with said with modesty like we are I'm not, I'm not putting ourselves out there at all I know we've kind of sort of publicly said that Signing on with a with a with a club manufacturer kind of degrades whether we could do club reviews properly and all that kind of stuff. But you know we get as many views as these guys. 
we and we and we not not quite yeah and it's also potentially like the yeah, but like Micah and Grant and stuff we get the yeah, same yeah yeah I know I know what you mean we are you know we uh, diminish uh, ourselves guys yeah as far as far as the you know top ten golf YouTube channels we yeah. are kind of very steadily in um, UEFA. Conference, conference, or Europa <laughs> League kind of position. Um, yeah, we need that push to get into the Champions League. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we are we are up there. I think as well, you've got to you've got to say that a lot of these companies, um, if you take out the, uh, if if you basically look at the biggest manufacturers, most of them are US based uh, from a corporation standpoint, and it is it is very much still about kind of who you know, mm. those direct conversations. So like even with what we do, uh, most of, say, our partnerships, for example, they are US-based when you trace it back. But we have to go through the European team, who then go through like the, the world team, and then go through like the States. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you have direct access... It does make a difference, and you know we're, we're not we're not interested in being sponsored yeah. by club money. No, yeah, no, it, it's sort of just the more you know the there is seemingly a US heavy investment. There could be definitely potentially like different budgets as well. Like like you say, you go through Europe, then Europe go to um, to the US and like confer there. So maybe the the US are sort of like that's the main bit, and then these are the feeder bits in like the Europe side of stuff like. You know, so it's it's like yeah, it's just I don't I, th I think what they're doing as far as who they're signing up is good, like for them, yeah, like what they're who they're targeting, how they're trying to get into it, and I think overall it shows that you know these companies in the golf industry at large is taking what people are doing on social as important. You know, they're understanding that this is where the eyeballs are at the moment. Yeah. So for me, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing at yeah. all. And it's not like they, uh, um, they devalue us. It's just more that like they know that we're probably just as important to them as they are, uh, as as they are good good because we're the ones that review the clubs and we're the ones that give the, the unbiased opinion. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, they've got to have people out there that that sort of do that, don't they? So, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, wedges. Has everyone had a good try? Shall we actually skip wedges because we are doing a video which is yeah. right now on the best wedges? Yeah, yeah we'll we don't want to give it away. I feel like you're also very I, undecided I, as well. Oh, no, no, my, my mind is... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, so. okay. I didn't know. Right. I thought yeah, you were yeah. a bit... My mind ends up too. Undecided. That doesn't really matter, does it? So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Jacob Robridge Golf, coming out September the 23. <laughs> Potters... Mm. That is another one in it where yeah. like you could you literally could have a putter from well, twenty years ago. Yeah, as as you'll find out tomorrow, as you're listening to this, Pete, you do have a new putter in the bag. I do. You used it all the time we were away in Portugal. I did, and you putted very very well. <laughs> I did. Uh, um, yeah. So I yeah today it's today isn't it? So we've got a uh, well tomorrow, it's, this is coming out Wednesday. tomorrow. Yeah so yeah. So tomorrow, yeah. today. Um, we've got a golf bit of video out today on um, on putters. So they my putting for quite a number of years now is best categorised as inconsistent to crap. So <laughs> what I wanted to do was try out as many putters as I physically could and just find one which doesn't make me want to crap myself over a four foot putt. And I think, I think we've managed to find it. They let me raid the warehouse at Golf Bidder 
and that video is out today. So check it out. It's yeah. um, it's very intense. So we've literally been testing ports for like six weeks now. Yeah, it's been a lot. I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, of seeing <laughs> ports. I love. Um, I, I remember the uh, we did the putter video last year. Where oh, last year or a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago now. Where yeah. um, we did. It was the time of the Super League, mm. and we. Um, we like decided to like pick them back the hat and like do a head to head and like that video literally took all day to film, didn't it? Yeah. Where this has taken all day of six weeks. Yeah, and this is like I mean, this video has gone from London to um Liverpool to Wales to Manchester to Portugal. It's, Portugal. To Portugal. it's a it's a yeah, it's a Mad, it's a, a whirlwind of an experience. A, like, an international putter test. Yeah, I can't thing. wait to see yeah. the edit. It, it's, um, yeah, it's going to be it's mega. Well, I wonder what, I think with, like, as far as putter ranges, new ones that have come out, I, I think, you know, Odyssey, obviously very strong. We, we've already spoken about spider putters from TaylorMade, not being spider putters, not really understanding what's going on. Yeah. Um, probably what's kind of impressed me the most is the PXG range. Maybe because I've not tested them before. Yeah. But they're good. Mm. Like really I, you, good. You, you did have a, a very sort of, again, you had a b- quite a bespoke uh, fitting, didn't you? You went through yeah, all yeah. of them and, and had a look. But yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're nice. I've only, I've only got my hands on the one that you got fitted into. So I haven't seen the full set, so to speak. And I, so I can't really speak on that. Yeah, but well, that, that one that you've bought back particularly is, is very nice. Yeah. Now, we've made reference to the fact that it is kind of a bit of a combination of a couple of shapes that have been made by other companies and yeah. you know that, that are very successful but yeah it works and i mean the thing is like putter design it's it's going to be difficult to bring out a putter which has a genuinely new yeah, yeah, yeah. unique design like a lab like yeah, like a lab, right. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> lab but, is lit. Yeah, but that has also that like mass market appeal. Like yeah. it, it, the new. So if you think about a new shape, so you think about two ball. Yeah. So when the two ball came out, that was new. Mm. Like and it it got that mass market appeal. Like the number seven design from Odyssey. I mean that wasn't completely unique, but it was it was newish and yeah. like it's been developed and added to and like pretty much taken on board by every manufacturer now. Yeah. So every now and again, there's like this, uh, you know, obviously the, the answer style, you know, if you go back, back in the day to when ping brought yeah, that yeah, out, yeah. but you know, it's kind of hard. So like most manufacturers will have a version of all these putters and anything in between. Yeah. You know, there's not going to be anything crazy coming out, but the consistency of that PXG range, I thought was really good. But also for me, maybe like overall, like PXG for me, most improved award, maybe. Most improved award. Um, <laughs> like everything everything that I tested there was was just good. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Decent. We need to need to do the drive review. Not done that yet. Yes, mm. we do. There's yeah, there's plenty of PXG clubs in there. We're just not filming enough at the moment. No. <laughs> need, we don't have enough content. Don't have enough. Um so yeah, I think that's a decent Yeah, I think that's a decent Maybe that's round one up. for Turkey. Mm. Oh yes, we're going to Turkey next As week. if we don't travel enough this month. <laughs> uh, to be a fair, like the next eight weeks, I think we're traveling for six. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be intense. There's a lot of good stuff coming your way. So everyone's passport still in date. Yeah. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might actually like ask uh, us. They might just go out. They might stop us at the airport. So oh, you seem to have been uh, leaving the country unusually. Yeah. What are you running from? Yeah. <laughs> what are you carrying with you today, <laughs> sir? Has anybody asked you to carry anything today? Yeah. <laughs> Did you pack uh, your bag yourself? <laughs> So yeah, 
I think that's pretty much rounded up. Yeah, um, definitely. Talking about Ping being boring <laughs> and a little bit consistent with what they do. Uh-huh. We're looking at a new age on the PGA Tour of one of now the most consistent winners out there, Tony Fina. Yeah, that wasn't one of your best. It wasn't. I admit that. Yeah, it's you, fine. You went with it. You it's fine. I went with it. it. I, I, I kind of dived in and like hit the concrete. Yeah, um, no, it was good. It was good. Though. It's fine. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So yeah, Tony Finau wins in Mexico um, and face down John Rahm. Yeah, literally facing right. off against the world number one. That, I would say that's probably one of if you were to level a criticism at Tony Finau over the last kind of five ten years, is his ability to finish off events when he has some real tough competition. Yeah. And now, in the last kind of two years, he's now a multiple, multiple winner. Six-time. Six-time winner. Mm -hmm. He's won some big events, and now he's... I mean, the the Mexico event, as far as, like, prize funds and strength of field, it isn't the strongest. Mm -hmm. It's in a bit of a weird time of the year when this is an event that a lot of the best players would skip. Mm. But John Ron won last year, so he committed to playing it again. And without Tony there, he would have he would have won, won it. Yeah, he would have. Um, won it, yeah. So yeah, Tony faced he, him down really good. It was I think it was something like the winner, the winning score this year, which was I think it was twenty four. Twenty four yeah. was six shots better than when John Rahm won the year before, and, and I think even like Rahm's score this obviously this year was like mm. three four shots better than what he shot the year before as mm. well. It's just good. I mean, it it, it he's one of those guys, Fee now who. You just you, you want to see do well, like you just want him to play well. You want him to win because he just seems like just a nice just a lovely guy. guy. I mean, I, what um, what like shocks me a lot is that the family all goes as well. There's like seven kids, which I, I love that they're all color coordinated as well. They're yeah, all like yeah. in white and green. Yeah, they? all in the white and green. Yeah, yeah, Mexico colors. I mean, love it was that. It, yeah, it's great, and like because this was the thing in the Netflix documentary that a few people were saying that when he brings his family around with him, is that a distraction mm. to actually playing the best golf? And I think he's showing that well, that's not the case. It actually yeah, might lifts him. him up. Yeah. Um, I think he did, I think he made reference to that. I think he sort of said, like, having them around does level me out a little bit and kind of takes me away from the golf course. I'm not worrying about it so much. And I suppose it, it's from person to person. Like, I can't imagine when Brooks Kepka has a family of little sprogs running around that he's going to enjoy them being about whilst he's playing golf. But... <laughs> You know why Brooks? Because <laughs> well, why are we all about Brooks here? Because we've seen the insight of him like in it, full swing, and I just can't uh, imagine that yeah. when he's got his kids about, he'll be happy with them running around. He's having to change diapers whilst he's trying to win the Masters. I'm gonna, diapers. I'm going to throw this out there, Kieran, and say that yeah, Brooks. Yeah, he Brooks and Tony true. quite different characters. What was? Yeah, yeah what was it? He said, when we we watched we watched the end of it because it, it was the the night we we flew back in, so we watched like the last few holes, and Kieran went. I'm assuming they're how uh, they're homeschooled these kids. I wonder, you know, I hope they've got a tutor at home. Yeah, too. I, I was going to say that. How? Yeah, worrying about their education. Yeah, well, no, I, yeah, you know, you've got to worry about that. Yeah, stuff. You know what I mean, they're very yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. They might be homeschooled. They might attend an online school via the internet. Yeah, just to it's a magical thing. Also, continue on Tony Finau's good guy vibe. Did you see the videos of him like caddying for his kids? Yeah, the like path, the day like, after. No, it was literally yeah, on the yeah. night. It was in the night. Oh, was it the night? Yeah, right. So, like, okay. They went out onto the par three course, which they get reference to a lot in the in the commentary. I remember like, there's, a, there's a ten hole par three course, and uh, yeah, his kids were playing, and he was walking around caddying. Love that. Yeah, I did. I, <laughs> Dad of the year. I did see that. I mean, like the most. 
the most online reactions you can imagine possible. It ranged from, oh, you know, what a, what a great dad. He's just won this event rather than, you know, rather than going out celebrating. He's out there with his kids supporting them. Oh, Tony's a great guy. Then the next comment would be, well, it's not like he's been working on a building site all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just what a golf event. <laughs> Drive doing a 14-hour shift. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of cynicism in the world, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there is. There is. But we like Tony. I think he's a good guy. We do um, like Tony. Is he, is he, he's got to be inside top 10 now, is he? Or at least scraping. He's, mm. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not checked, actually. I mean, the official... The official world golf rankings. It's an interesting subject. Yeah. I think we can all agree that Tony is one of the best players in the world alongside Taylor Bro- Gooch. Brooks Kepka. <laughs> 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 did you like did you like me asking that question then? Just I did. There, that, just was a, a, that was that was a great segment. That was good. That, that was seamless. Yeah. Um I think with so the situation is at this moment in time. We have, if you think about it, three main golf tours okay we've got the pj tour we do. we've got the dp world tour which i think's in maybe a spot of bother yeah. uh, well what, done well done pablo larathabal yes for, for winning. great win but me you guys and probably most people listening to this don't have a clue what happened in that event not a clue not a clue um and we've obviously got live so those are the three main tours with the the majority of the world's best players what we have PJ Tour, um, it does accrue official um, world ranking points. So does the DP World Tour. And then you've got Live, which has some of the best players in the world playing. You can't really doubt that. And it doesn't get any ranking points. Now, if you want points, um, the, the simplest way to put it, there are a number of different um, kind of stipulations that you need to accrue points. The simplest is you need to play in an event with a cut. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's basically it. You could talk about the the rounds and like the number of holes you play, but bear in mind, I got world ranking points for playing on the PGA Euro Pro Tour, yeah, yeah. which is a three round event. Yeah, because it's got a cut. But it's got a cut that's after two wild. rounds. What was your highest ranking? It was like one thousand. No, no, I think it was like forty five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thousand to forty five. Um, no, no, I, br- I got into the top one thousand. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I broke into top one thousand um, because I was. I think it was about around eight hundred. Because like that's when Tiger was dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And you and were I thought, really close. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, really? Um, oh, when right. he had like three years off from playing, and oh, then, wow. then he came back. That would have been down. so good. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but the argument at this moment in time is: that it's, is it time to actually start awarding uh, live tournaments, world ranking points? Because you've had a situation now with Taylor Gooch. He had a little bit of a thing about getting in the USPGA. Um, and he has won two weeks in a row, and he's gone down in the official World Golf Rankings. Now, whatever you think about Liv, and like I said, I'm not I'm not 100% on board with it. There's, there's things I don't like. But I, I, I kind of find it hard to understand why he isn't getting rewarded in the world of golf for winning those events. Because we're talking about... No, again, no matter what you think about live, the Live Tour, you're talking about a ranking which gives you the best players in the world. Yeah. Now, yeah. with the Live Fields, even though there's no cup, they're still strong field, and he has gone down in the rankings after winning two weeks in a row. Mm. That's not, if you think about purely baseline, 
who the best players in the world are, how they're ranked, that can't be right. Yeah, you are you are right. But uh, for me, the only I mean the only um, issue I have with, with Liv is the, is the cut that there's no cut, mm. and I think you said pretty pretty well there that um, you know to stipulate being in the official World Cup rankings is you have to make a cut. And uh, for me, I'm very much an advocate to keep that. And if Liv were to um, to get well, um, you know, the ranking points, and there's still no cut, um, I find that that's going to be the big turning point for for Liv. And I find that that's going to be, you know, quite a big um, big statement. Not only for Liv, but just for the PGA Tour, everything. I think with with this though as well, with the PGA Tour there are events that there are no cut and there's going to be more events where there's no cut coming in yeah. uh, with these designated events. So, you know, eventually it's going to come down to the point where there's no real excuse that they shouldn't be awarded world ranking mm. points apart from the fact that we don't like live, so we're not going to do it. Mm. Which is, for me, again, it doesn't, it's not a sustainable point of view because if they keep signing up some of the best players in the world, it's <laughs> you can't. Yeah. It's not oh yeah. No. 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 God, no. I think uh, like you, you make reference there to the the designated events that are coming in next year with no cuts. That just that really does kind of end. I think PGA's tour's ability to kind of use that as a as an excuse yeah. or a reason not for it to be the case. Like you, I don't really think you've. Uh, <laughs> You've got a leg to stand on, really. If if you're yourself producing events that doesn't involve that cut, which is this parameter that you have to have to to get w w official goal, uh, world golf ranking points, and you're not doing it yourself, and live also don't do it, then what's the difference now? It's oh, it's a three round event rather than a four round event, so you're not playing a full, mm. you know, seventy two holes. So that's the difference. Like there's. There's always, unfortunately, I think, going to be a case of you're not doing the same thing we're doing, so it doesn't it doesn't co-align with with what a proper golf tournament should be. Whoever decides what a proper golf tournament should be is is you know the other yeah, thing. That's, that's the thing. It's like how those parameters about what defines a a qualifying event for points. You know what are the, they can change. You know, it's not like it's set in yeah. stone. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, it kind of is set in stone because because it has to be a cut, doesn't it? But yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to. The thing is, like with any any criteria in any sport in any world, the rules can change. You yeah. know, mm. there's, there's, yeah, 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 there's yeah. absolutely no reason an event has to be seventy two holes. There's no reason it can't be fifty four, even though you know, as, we, as we've discussed, there are kind of problems with that. Yeah, um, you can change it. No matter what, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know, we're not going to be breaking any international laws here. Yeah. But there's a couple of problems where I think when Live was launched, they didn't take this into consideration. I thought, I think that Greg Norman and the organisers thought, well, if we get a certain amount of good players, they're going to have to award us these points. Yeah. yeah. Because it would be silly not to. It doesn't help that obviously Greg Norman for the last two years has been one of the most abrasive, annoying people within golf <laughs> to literally everybody. He's, you know, he's, he's backed himself into a corner 
by being a douche many times. <laughs> yeah. So that hasn't helped. You've obviously got the backing of the Live Tour, um, who's behind it and how it's kind of come into being, which a lot of people don't like. So you've got these things which are set against it. Yeah. Yeah, just on a, on a purely best player in the world kind of ranking at the moment it's messed up yeah. it's just yeah. not it's not yeah. right i i i do believe that if this live event or live tour, uh, golf tour was funded by an american stream it would it wouldn't be a problem no i think that's that's the you know obviously the big factor of just they are digging their heels in on the fact of where this money's come and who is creating it and is it for what what reasons is it being created for mm. you know th- these are all kind of things that whatever you whatever you think whether rightly or wrongly everyone is going to have an opinion on it and because the 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 negative side of it is such a strong negative that there's always going to be a little bit of backlash behind it and acceptance behind it yeah i suppose if if points are awarded then it is a it's a legitimization of that talk. That's it, yeah. and, that, and that's that's yeah. my point. Yeah. Is that it's the, that final? Is your thing now? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, as uh, soon, yeah. yeah, you're not going away. Yeah. your actual thing. Which then for the PJ Tour, you know, and there's no reason after that that people coming out of Q School or that are currently on the PJ Tour would want to move over to live mm-hmm. and would want because there's more. There's clearly, um, you know, they've been very open about the fact that there's w- uh, way more money way more uh, funding behind it. So if you're someone coming out of Q school and you've almost now got a choice where I could go on the live, earn more money and still get official world gold rank- ranking points, puts um, the PJ Tour and, you know, the DP World Tour at a real detriment. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Bear in mind with money um, and, you know, this this is what it boils down to as far as like what tour you're thinking of playing on. Like John Rahm has won over twenty million dollars this season. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. These boys but, aren't. No, yeah, they're not oh, struggling. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not struggling. Like no. they're all right. No, no, no. They're yeah, doing no, fine. No, no, you are right. You are right. The, um, that live. Oh, this was this was maybe a couple of month ago or so that they they released out that they they were changing the way that the team money was gonna where it went because they there was a thing about and I I read something even yesterday I think about Taylor Gooch he actually lost. Two million dollars less than what he was expected to get in his in, in his earnings, and it was something to do around the the team element and the what they were trying to change was that if the team won, instead of the money getting split evenly across the four players, it the money just like goes to the team, and then the team has to yeah, use that money because then because they were changing like um, paying for the caddies and travel and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Those things that they kind of championed as oh we look after everyone. They changed that to make it that the teams then had to fund it, but they were giving the money that they won in the team events for them to do that. And it was like the, it changed a little bit in terms of yeah. the prize money that you could win yeah. in that it, environment. It's to stop people like Pat Perez, who has played shocking <laughs> golf. The Pat st- Perez rule. Yeah, still <laughs> earning it is the, the Perez clause. Yeah, what did, what did he earn? Like nine million because of DJ last yeah, year? Yeah, he, he did nothing. Did and he? he did nothing. Um, <laughs> That's just like you know. What I mean? it's also, yeah. a very small uh, side note as well, because obviously the, with the live, they've they've joined up with the Asia Tour and they've trying to use that as a as a way to Bought get it. in. Well, okay, born into the Asia Tour, um, and use that as a way to be playing on a tour that has been legitimised before and all this kind of stuff. There was a, I think, 
maybe even half an hour before we started filming this and it's it's probably very minuscule news really but the dp world tour have just signed a deal with the korean uh, professional association they're going to have co-sanctioned events with with korea which obviously <laughs> we talk about the dp world tour and where they're at at the minute and what are they it's such a even something like that is like okay well it, you know that's good because it probably puts some golf golf events in korea and some 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 live golf for that asian market to enjoy but again, it's just kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. They've to be honest, like the the DP World Tour, form the European Tour. It, it's in the position at the moment where I don't know where it's going to go. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's got a strategic partnership with the PJ Tour, but it's a partnership which is very much based on what the PJ Tour wants. Yeah. Now, that is not in a healthy position for the DP World Tour to be. The events at this time of the year on the DP World Tour are a bit wild. You know, they fly everywhere. They go to every country possible. And it's hard to keep up with. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not an easy tour to kind of watch and to, to keep up with who's playing the best and kind of what they're doing. The disparity in the pay now between PJ Tour, Live, and the DP world tour is massive yeah yeah it's huge now if you're in that situation the best players from europe you you can you can talk about them maybe like um doing what a lot of players have done of like cutting their teeth in europe playing lots of events traveling to all these places really honing their games and then going on to the pj tour um and then dominating from there which has happened you know multiple times yeah or dominating you know being a yes, top yeah, player yeah. seeing yeah like a like a rory like a, like a yeah. rory yeah. like shane like shane, shane, like, shane yeah. players like that yeah, tommy, tommy. yeah you got all these players who have gone that route whereas at the moment like sometimes if you look at what the corn ferry tour are doing for example like the the price ones are good yeah and yeah, it gives yeah, you yeah. a direct yeah. access yeah. and a lot of the best players from europe with the college system in the US or over there already, already yeah. the, the reasons for coming back to play in the DP World Tour are less and less and less. Yeah, yeah. So we've seen over the last few years the kind of the better events, the more well-supported events in Europe tend to be back-ended. So when the PGA Tour kind of finishes, very much in quotation mark, when the Tour Championship is yep. going into September, that's when the race to Dubai and those kind yeah. of events start to kick in. Yeah. So... If that's what they're going to be, like if the DP World Tour is going to be a August to December tour, then fine. Yeah, but they've, they've got to they've got to figure something out. Yeah, because if not, they're just going to be slowly kind of pecked away at by the PJ Tour, who they've got a, par- a partnership with, and the Live Tour, who are off on their own, off on their own with enough support to do what they want. Yeah, it's not a great position, especially I, it, it bothers me because I've. That's what I grew up watching. Yeah, I grew up watching the European tour. Yeah, like during the summers when, like, I was off school, especially just sit down if I wasn't at the golf club, watch European tour, like getting all these players, mm. and, and I, I really enjoyed it. And you saw the the big dog European players playing on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Week in, Mon- week out, Montgomery yeah. was playing on it. Sevi, how many times he won on the tour? Like people like they just like yeah, you, don't, you don't have those kind of people anymore and now mm. you say obviously that with dp world tour being a bit of a feeder to the pga tour and it, it kind of always has been that to a certain degree like yeah. there's always been that step up of like that's the pinnacle in the pga tour and this is kind of what people get to 
But even like, you know, you, you name guys like Shane and Tommy and, and Rory, there, there was that sort of natural progression. And now, you know, you've got Moronk this year who's, pl- who's made a few PGA Tour starts. You've got Nikolai, I think, who's played a couple now. I'm don't, not sure if Rasmus has yet. But that's kind of it. Like, there's not really any other guys that they're using that as a step, no. are you? But you say a lot of, I suppose, the European guys now are, as you say, on the Corn Ferry tours and stuff, and that is the easier way to get to do it. Yeah, but it's also like if you play, if your world ranking is good enough, you can get into the bigger events yeah. um, under, like, PGA exemption. So, yeah. uh, and the majors, obviously, uh, good finishing those. You're going to get ranking points, which, yeah. again, gets you invites. Um, onto the PJ Tour, so it's just you know I, I'm not I'm not a strategist for <laughs> tours. I, I don't know mm, yeah. what they can do, but what Greg Norman certainly was always an advocate for, and I completely understand where he's coming from here, is that there was an option and an availability to have some kind of world tour, which is what kind of. He wanted. He wanted yeah. a little bit of what they're doing with Liv. But the DP World Tour, um, formerly the European Tour, but it wasn't the European Tour for a long time. Mm. You know, they were going literally all Everywhere. over the yeah, world. They were. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, they had, their, their finals were in the UAE. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and they have they had an option of obviously um, getting on board with um, kind of like the funding where the money was available. Yeah. But then they signed the strategic partnership with the PJ Tour. Completely understandable. I get why they did that. Mm. But it's not working out. Mm. It's not working mm. out from at the moment. And, you know, we might just see like the slow decline of it unless they get more funding in. Because as much as I love the DP World Tour, as much as I love what it has been in the past, if you're a player and you have an option of playing in an event where you can get upwards of four million for winning, and which is paid down a lot. Like we're talking about the big PJ Tour events. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you finish in the top twenty, that's going to be paying pretty much the same as if you win in, you know, yeah. deepest darkest Peru. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, you, to be to be slight devil's advocate on this, like Paddington shower though. <laughs> I watched that one came back from uh, Portugal. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> Curled up on the couch, watched Paddington. Oh, oh. Dark as Peru. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just to be slight devil's advocate here, like, you know, the guys that are playing on the DP Tour week in, week out are not getting to the standard or they are not creating themselves as a golfer enough to be able to be PGA Tour professionals. So why should they earn as much as guys that are better than them? Oh no, I'm not. I, I'm not for one second saying that they should be. If, if you're a, a lesser quality of player, I'm not saying that you should earn the same amount of um, money as a better quality of player. You know, this is something which has been argued quite a lot over the last kind of ten years that yeah. the best players in the world and uh, the most popular players with the fans, they're payments for being the best players in the world are actually pretty low when compared to other sports. Yeah. Like the actual funding for events, the split of payments is actually a little bit weird actually if you think about it. It's just golf. Golf's got many different foibles like that. Yeah. Um, Foibles. But if you have uh, the DP World Tour, let's just call it the World Tour. If you have the World Tour, 
and that has funding which matches purses, all of a sudden you might have a few more players who actually want to play in Australia. Yeah. They actually mm. want to travel down to South Africa. You know, they want to play the French Open. Yeah. They want to get these experiences. Yeah. You know, that's what you'll see. But at this moment in time, there's no one going to be picking a lower-ranking DP World Tour event than a PGA Tour event. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Like, if you've got the choice between the two, then you're going to go. You're going to go for the PGA Tour. I think as well. Like, again, the DP World Tour, and this this is kind of, I suppose, a bit of a pessimistic uh, mindset of way of looking at the tour now. And it's this is kind of, I suppose, what the argument is: is that we don't want to see this tour kind of just fall into mediocrity and 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 sort of lose its power that it's had in years past but it i guess in a other side of it is like at least there is a tour that is available to these kind of guys that are not of the caliber that we're looking at on the pga tour and they can still travel the world and earn money playing golf which a lot of people will sit and look at and be like lucky you because you know i you know i i wish i could go and finish t 20 and and 20k and you know whatever it might be you know there's there is still an option for people to go and travel the world and play golf yeah it's it's just from the it's just i know that's a very sad way of looking at it it, yeah it's it's the history of it's also it's also about the talent drain so Mm. like in any in any industry um if you have the best european golfers don't want to play on that tour because it's not profitable they shift over as quickly as they can that tour will cease to exist because no one's going to want to watch it yeah yeah and if no one's going to want to watch it they're not going to be able to get the sponsors and if they don't get the sponsors there's no money and if there's no money then definitely no one will play but how yeah. how how long do we think this has been going on for because i you know apart from when all the big guns come over before the open and play in the scottish like that's a classic that gets a packed feel because they want to come over and play a little bit links golf before, you know, you've got the desert classic that usually brings in a few. I know obviously Victor's played Rory's played Tyrrell, Tommy, so on and so forth. But really like the, the, the European tour, DP world tour, their, their fields and the way they've, it's personally, I feel like it's been like this for over five years now. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a sudden thing. This isn't, this, this is something that we've seen happening and now it's just with, the progression, well, live has really just kicked everything, hasn't it? Like that is that is just forced everything down the line because a because live live took away, you know, some of the bigger players like your burnt that was a, a staple um, DP World Tour player, uh, Louis Ustays, and I'd say he was up there as well, um, and Brandon Grace. Like they these these people were Richard Bland, uh, Richard Bland. <laughs> these guys were, um, you know, staple DP World Tour players that were actually like bringing people in. Yeah, you've got your Westwood Holters, so, and your Westwood, and your those kind yeah, of guys. exactly right. So you know, um, Liver's detrimented it massively. I think in terms of like the field, because what it's what it's done as well, and I think a few more people have been honest about this as far as like the PJ Tours concerned as well, is when Liv came in and said, right, okay, we are just going to pay you an absolute crap load of money <laughs> if <laughs> you come play for us, and then the PJ Tour all of a sudden announced these like, extra events and with more money, you know, Pip and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And then tried to claim that ah, they were always planning to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we, everybody knew that wasn't the case. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you've got Liv. You can have a bag load of money. PJ Tour, you can also have a bag load of money. Liv has unlimited funding. <laughs> like they can offer whatever they want. Yeah. 
PJ Tour has quite a bit of money in reserve, um, but also they've got a model as far as like their commercial sales, the the popularity of their events, the amount of fans that come out and watch. Yeah. Uh, obviously, world ranking points. They, 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 have a, they have a package which is very attractive yeah, still for a lot yeah. of players in the history, definitely. You've got these two going at it, and then all of a sudden you've got the DP world like, well, what are, what are we going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. We've signed a strategic partnership where if our players leave to go to live, like we're going to find them. Yeah. We're not going to... Maybe that's what they do. Just, just find them just aggressive find, money. Just find them. And right? then use and it, use it uh, to pay yeah. the events. <laughs> um, and then there was a little bit of thing last year where some live players were coming over when they were qualifying for European tour events, DP World Tour events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, quite a few of the players on the DP World Tour weren't happy with that because, you yeah. know, they left the taking, tour and then come back. Yeah, yeah. It's Which I completely agree. Like, I'm yeah, it's very much an, uh, an advocate for that. And like Billy Horshaw spoke about that very, very advocately. And I, I completely agree. You can't have, um, you can't have, your, what's the saying? Pies. You've got to take your cake and eat it. No, no. What is it? Like fingering pies, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, can, like, you, you can't finger pies. <laughs> yeah, you can't think. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd say if someone's very active and they've got a lot of things going on, they've got a lot of fingers and a, a lot of pies. Yeah, like Polter wants to play. But then he wants to put, they want their fingers in all the pies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like Poulter wanted to keep playing on the on the PJ tour. He wanted to keep playing on the European tour. Like, yeah, what are you doing? He's yeah. on living. That's two pies, and if they're big pies, <laughs> yeah, he's only got That's, two hands. Yeah, exactly. So he'd yeah. have to put his foot in another pie. Yeah, yeah. You're not, don't, you don't put foots in pies. No, and that only leaves him with one pie-free foot. Yeah, yeah. and as we all know. That's not That's sustainable. Not yeah. It is not sustainable. It is not sustainable. No, 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 hundred percent. But like, yeah, I think um, with so I'd say that the that live you know detrimented the DP World Tour massively. But then um, with the PJ Tour, like obviously you had massive players that went DJ Brooks, um, uh, who were some of the big ones there, Cameron um, Smith, Cameron Smith, all those types of players that like that went. But the the PJ Tour field was still high. Do you know what I mean? Like even I don't know about you, but like even though these players have gone, I felt like the competition is just better in the yeah. PGA Tour. Like honestly, like the, the PGA Tour still has some of the most exciting players. Yeah, and the, and level. the, and the players that you want to watch. Yeah, hundred percent. What Liv did is they took the players who were story makers. So you had you feel they're like, divisive though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's the thing. They are divisive, but they're in the news. Yeah. So that's what they did. They didn't really take that many popular players. Mm. Um, they took a few, obviously, like Stenson's very well liked. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of a little bit of a blow to many people, especially with the Ryder Cup. Yeah, the, um, yeah. Not for our mate Luke, though. Come on, Luke. <laughs> um, but, you know, the PJ Tour still has some good spokespeople on there. You've mm-hmm. obviously got um, Rahm, who has become a bit of a statesman now. A, of the machi- game. a machine is what he's become. Yeah, you know, and obviously with the, like, the full swing um documentary yeah yeah it it is definitely improving the image of a lot of these players Mm. so i mean it could be let's say best case scenario the pga tour would amalgamate with the dp world tour and create that world tour yeah Yeah. so we'd still have but the pga tour doesn't want to host events outside of the us Mm. just doesn't want to like it never has yeah. Um, so I don't see why they would change tact on that. Mm. But I think the only thing also keeping uh, it together is obviously you've got the world golf, um, the world golf events 
and the mage is obviously linked to the race of the buy. So that's you know still that reason why people will then um, want to play in a few of the uh, DP World Tour events because they want to try and earn a bit more money at the end of the year. And, um, and Ryder Cup as well. And Ryder Cup, yeah, yeah exactly. It's still, still access to yeah. the Ryder Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you've got you've got like Yannick Paul this year who's playing really well on the DP World Tour, who's I think he's third in the automatics for European points. Yeah. You know, I, guys like that. I have no idea who that well, guy well, is. Well, I said this on the way, didn't I? Like, I have no idea. I don't, I, I don't think he finished great at the end of, of this week, but like he he's strongly in there, like as an automatic. I, honestly, I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> Which is a, a literally no idea. You could you could tell me. He could have walked past you yesterday. Honestly, he could have been there. Honestly, like, I have no idea who this guy is, and apparently he's about to get in the right. Well, now I'm going to yeah. tell you, Kieran. Yeah. He did, and you missed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're off. Like um, friends of the channel say, Rob McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be his best bet. Yeah, into yeah. Getting to ride a cup. Yeah. So it is. It it does still have its plus points. You know, and I'm not saying that it doesn't, but just a fear. I fear for it. I do fear for the DP yeah. World Tour. Do you, do you fear that we could be sat here in five years and it's gone? Um, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, I do. You reckon? Yeah. Really? Like, certainly in its current model. Yeah. Like, bear in mind, bear in mind I'll, make th I'll make this my last point. If you think about the events that all good. the players um, still want to play in, that's the Rolex events, mm. which are... Bigger, much bigger purses, <laughs> and that's why the players want to come there. Well, that's that's still some on the DP world, isn't it? As well, yeah, like no, you got like P it all just boils down to money, doesn't it? Of course, it boils down to money. Um, but let's say in five years, Rolex don't want to stump up that cash, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that is then, then what, yeah, yeah. That, and, you know, yeah, who does spell trouble? They have been an absolute staple for. The tours over the last how many years? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it's years and years. Is it you know, is it the case of saying right, okay, so if they're not there, the biggest sponsors really with the DP World Tour are mostly kind of again Middle Eastern, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. You know, unless they want to step up, yeah, be like yeah. right, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a live here and kind of fund it as much as we can. Yeah, you think of that. Un uninterrupted coverage that we get for an hour every in the Rolex hour every week as well. Oh. Love the Rolex hour. Oh. Big up the Rolex. What are we going to do with that? It's just going to be the hour. This wrist is free uh, for sponsorship. <laughs> I'm not sure other golf brands are available. You're uh, not picky. Golf brands. Watch brands. Watch brands. Watch brands. And talking about the ever ticking hands of time, I fear that this podcast has run its course. So. <laughs> I just want to say a massive thank you. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We're done. A massive thank you for listening uh, on your favorite podcast provider. If you haven't, give us a follow. Make sure you do. Mm -hmm. Also, head over to the Golf YouTube if you're watching this there or you're listening and want to watch it on there. Yep. Yep. You can go subscribe, and the giveaway is coming very soon. So let us know what you think. I will say goodbye to my co host, Kieran. Goodbye. I will say goodbye to my co host, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> this is so um, I know, university I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, goodbye. And it's goodbye for me. Goodbye. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.